Welcome to Black Girl Say Something, where this black girl has something to say. It is March. Happy March. And I'm going to call this episode, Just Start Living. Live your life. I think it was Rihanna that said it. Just live your life. Let me tell you something. I saw a post, I believe, on Facebook, and it was like, y'all have to start living. We not getting these years back. And let me tell you something. I spent so a bulk of my life, all of my 20s practically, and some of my 30s, you know, uh, being married and not living life and just going through the motions. And now it's like I'm so unapologetically having fun. I'm enjoying myself. I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying my children. I'm traveling. I'm taking the time to not even be concerned about what it might look like to other people or what other people think or it doesn't matter. I'm pleased with me. And I think when we live in the shadows of what other people think or what we think other people might want us to do, i.e. for me, it was whatever it was that my children's father wanted me to do. I, I simply would try to live in the that con that that like it was like confinement almost. And so now I'm in this space, I'm in this place, and Facebook, you know, has a way of giving you these memories. But it was about this time last year, we went on, like, and we were just coming back off of an eight-day cruise, and I'm looking at, like, what I was wearing on the cruise, and I just remember it being so miserable that for a good portion of it, it made me sick to my stomach, and I didn't even want to leave. And mind you, this wasn't my first cruise, so there was no reason for me to actually get seasick. Um, But I was just so sick and annoyed because it was like, you know, as I'm pulling out outfits to put on, it's like, oh, you're going to wear that. You're going to like just trying to play placate to these insecurities that I didn't have. But they were his insecurities that he were he was projecting onto me. And so, like, as we come into uh, I work at a university, the university is going to be on spring break. Um, my children's spring break doesn't align with that. But I'm like, OK, that's my daughter's birthday week. I am going to take her to Jamaica for her birthday. And this was like something we talked about after they experienced their first cruise back in December, that if you guys want to go on a cruise, that would give me at least three opportunities to cruise a year with my children, you know, once for uh, my daughter's birthday, once for my son's birthday, and then we'll do the Christmas cruise. And then I anticipate not to take a cruise, but to take a two vacations by myself, which would be a staycation and maybe like a day trip. I really want to experience a day trip. And so both of those would be, you know, my solo time, my time to regroup, reset, because I've been doing this mom thing. I mean, I've been doing the mom thing, but I'm doing the mom thing even harder and stronger by myself with the level of consistency that I've never had before. Before, I think I was so, I hated being a mom so much because it was such an inconvenience in my life. And I say that because when I would make plans, you know, their dad would be like, oh, he can't. And mind you, we were married and living together. So it's like if I tell you I have a meeting at two and I need you to get the kids or I need you to come home at two because you're self-employed. I need you to be home before two. Now you're nowhere to be found. And now you come home hours later and now I have missed the meeting. So. I remember one time saying, you know, I've missed so many opportunities because of this man. I've been unhappy for so long that now I'm experiencing this true state of bliss. I can't believe it. And my therapist was like, so what do you do when you can't believe it? I said, sometimes I just sit and reflect in awe and I don't reflect on the bad thing. I don't reflect on the last 
uh, 10 years of my life. I actually, 12 years of my life. I actually reflect on the last year and a half of my life. And I'm like, wow, I can really do these things. I can really have these things. I can really be this person that I want to be. And so I say, you know, that post from Facebook that said, uh, we have to start living because we're not going to get those years back. It's funny because one of my colleagues, she's like, what are you going to do for spring break? And not for nothing. I remember I used to joke and say, I, I work for spring break, you know, or I'm in school. So now that I'm a professor, I actually be off for spring break. So I'm like, well, I'm, it's my daughter's birthday. Spring break is what I told my colleague. I was like, it's my daughter's birthday. And um, I'm taking her on a cruise. She's turning 13. I want to take her on a cruise. And this lady was like, I've never been on a cruise. She was like, well, excuse me. I'm 65 and I've never been on a cruise for my birthday. I've never been on a cruise, period. And I just thought that that rubbed me not even the wrong way that she said, you know, like she was trying to make me feel bad for taking my 13 year old on a cruise. But I just felt bad because it's like, well, what have you what have you been doing with your life? Like, what do you do outside of this job? And we kind of got to talking about it. And it's like, she lives a boring life. and But for her to live such a boring life, or what she deems boring, because it wasn't me, I didn't deem it boring. I thought maybe, you know, if you like to read books and you like to chill and you like just chilling, that's cool. That doesn't make, to me, I don't think it's boring. But when you say things like, I don't want, for me, I just don't want to be 65 years old and saying, I wish I could have. And I reflect sometimes on the conversations I used to have with my children's father. And I used to say to him, I don't want to be 40 years old and struggling in a marriage. I don't want to be 40 years old and trying to teach you how to love me. Because if I would have stayed with you till I was 40, that means we'd be together almost 15, 20 years. And I'm still trying to teach you how to love me. I'm still trying to teach you how to be a parent. I'm still trying to teach you. I can't teach you how to be a man because I'm just a woman. So I didn't never I never understood the place that I was in that I sat for so long unhappy and just living like this meaningless life and now I finally at 35 years old feel like my life has meaning and feel like my life has satisfaction and feel like I can go on and live another day and I feel like I can do this a little bit longer and I feel and I feel and I feel and I feel, and I feel good because I'm not going to get back those last 12 years of my life. But guess what? I have the next 12 years of my life and beyond to be in this place where I live a life of substance. I live a life of meaning. I live a life filled with experiences. I mean, last weekend I went to aerial yoga and it's not my first time. It's trapeze yoga. And it's not my first time doing it. It's actually my second time. The first time I did it, I started, I went last year. We went for my sister's birthday. We got a group on and we went and we experienced it. But I had just started my workout journey that March and we went in May. And let me tell you something. A lot of those moves were so hard. But I've been working out consistently. March 19th of this year will make one year I've been working out consistently. And I've never been able to work out consistently when I was with him. Because once I got into my groove and my flow... You throw some hiccup in the plan and now, you know, I can't work out or the kids or something or, you know, I was taking my daughter to gymnastics consistently because where she does gymnastics, they also have a gym where you can work out. 
And he pretty much was like, no, you don't need to take her. And he would just take her or he wouldn't take her or it was just always something. And we were operating with one car at the time. So he just would. It just always would be some type of wrench he would throw into my plan when I would get into my groove, something that would make me happy. And so for me to be in this place where I'm almost a year of consistently working out, I mean, I'm doing pure bar, I'm doing cycle bar, I'm doing, uh, I'm walking a mile a day, I'm up to like maybe sometimes two miles a day. Um, I take the stairs at work. Uh, I park far when I go places. I'm also not stress eating. I'm eating regularly. I'm eating consistently. I'm eating enough uh, for me to be able to work out. I'm not overeating. I'm not under eating. I'm not stress eating. You know, I am feeling good about myself. I love the results I see from me working out. And I recently saw my primary care doctor and black woman, by the way, love that for me. Um, And we got to talking and she just was asking me like a few questions you know, regular doctor stuff. And one of the things was I let her know about my surgery and how it's coming along. And it's been about two years now and that I've been consistently working out. And she's like, that's great. And, you know, she's like, well, what do you eat? And I told her like what I eat and how I'm eating and I'm more portion controlled. I'm consistent. I'm pleased with the results. Then we got on the topic about my weight. And I told her, while I have not, my weight number hasn't changed in a year. Um, or maybe it did because I was like 180 when I first started working out and now I'm like about 170, what between 170 and 177. But the thing is, in the last nine months, that 170 and 177 really has not changed. But I see the weight being redistributed throughout my body. And I like that for me. And, you know, she's like, yeah, typically, you know, you lose a little bit in the beginning. But once your body gets settled with the weight where it's supposed to be, it, it stays. And, you know, it's just just so humbling and it's so uh, fulfilling to know, you know, where I am right now. I could have never achieved that had I stayed with him. Where I am right now in my life, mentally, physically, emotionally. I could have financially, um, I could have never achieved that with him. And so, you know, on the other side of it, I think I also remember, you know, saying to myself uh, in the beginning, was that the right decision? Maybe I didn't give him enough time to change and I, I dealt with this grief and this guilt. And now it's like, no, there's no grief. There's no guilt because guess what? I'm doing what I want to do. I'm having fun. My children are having fun. Do they need their dad? Yes. Do they miss him? Yes. But the side of consistency that we have now, the state which in which we can have fun and we can do what we want to do, we couldn't do that before. And I find it so funny how I allowed him the power to dictate all of these things when he had no way of financially supporting his family. Unfortunately, you know, when women or these other podcasts or whatever talk about 50-50 and what men should do and what women should do, I don't get it. I never got involved in those conversations. And I still don't get involved in those conversations because I was doing 100 and getting zero. He was able to come and go as he pleased and do what he want and be in and out and up and down or wherever. And I was paying all of the bills, every single one of them. 
Even sometimes he'd be like, he need gas in his car. So it was just always this thing. And I just know that where I am right now, I would not be there had I stayed with him. My youngest sister said something and she's like, not to say this in a mean way, but it's just funny to see how you left this man and you were able to just glow up and grow up and just be like this great person. And I was like, you know, we don't realize how the people we let allow to connect to us can suck us of everything, suck us dry of everything and leave us desolate, like leave us to like our own devices, leave us with nothing. Because at the end of the day, like there are some days where I'm like, dang, he really wanted the worst life for me while trying to maintain this glory of, you know, I'm the best husband in the world. And it's like, I played into that. I really did. You know, my, it's just, it's a, it's a crazy situation when I think about it. But the premise of this episode is, I don't know who this is for. And I know when I saw it, I took it to heart because I am now in my place and my space in life where I can say I am now living and I've never felt that before. And I would always say to him, I don't want to just live like this. And it's funny because I'm living the life I've prayed for, a life of freedom, a life where it's peaceful, a life that is everything is just aligning for me. This past week, I hosted my first event at the university where I work as um, the coordinator. Um, it was a healthcare career pathways event. We had two medical schools to come out and just talk to students because a lot of my students, they talk to me about their aspirations, their hopes and dreams. And as somebody who didn't take the traditional route to becoming a medical doctor, I'm not a medical doctor. I got my doctorate, which gives me that doctor title, but I don't have that MD. I was even inspired. I'm like, I've always wanted to be a medical doctor. And I think at some point in my journey, I will be able to go back to school to be a medical doctor because I did get knocked off my 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 track. You know, I let having children deter me. Having children never stopped me from going to school, but it did deter me from going to medical school. And having my students ask these questions to these people, there were some alumni, alums of these universities there. There were the people from the school there. They were able to get those questions answered because I'm all about if I don't have the answer and trust me, I don't have all the answers. I'm going to get you the answer. And I made sure they had their face in the place to get the answer. And at the end, I had so many people saying, like, this was such a great event. Thank you for hosting it. But a few students in particular were like, this was the best event I've ever had at this university. And another student told another person from the, the medical school that they wish they knew me in their sophomore year because they probably would have done a diff something different. And I just thought that was so interesting because for me, I just know that I just want to see people succeed. And I think, you know, the heart that I have, the realness that I have, and another one of my colleagues, he was like, the students really connect with you and they they love you because you're real. And I was like, I don't know any other way to be like, I don't know any other way to be. And it, that's what would frustrate me because it was like, you know, playing this role of this wife. I mean, I, I played it well. I think I did everything right. 
maybe for the wrong person, but I, I believe I did everything right, you know, and at the end of the day, that wasn't the life that was fulfilling to me. Being a single mother was never a part of the plan, but at the end of the day, being, I didn't want my life to pass me by and I was never able to be who I know I can be. The best version of myself is here. She's here to stay. She's not going anywhere. And I'm living each and every day unapologetic and so happy about who I am and who I'm becoming. And I will continue to do the work in maintaining who I am now. So if something was said that encouraged you, share this episode with at least one person. And remember, you can tune into Black Girl Say Something every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to tune in on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and Amazon Music. We are taking a little hiatus, so Black Girl Say Something will return March 13th. So don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend. But you can also click the link in the description of this episode and become a podcast subscriber because as a, as a subscriber, you will hear even more of what this black girl has to say. Thank you for listening.